Hello. Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, hanging out, chilling, still recovering <laughs> from the WandaVision finale last night. Yeah, that was quite something. Uh, you got all of my... I For whatever reason, I Snapchatted my reactions to everything to my friends, and you were one of them. And I saved one of them because I thought it was really funny, and now I'm looking back at it, and I'm like, wow, that was really funny. Good for me. <laughs> That's like us going back and editing these episodes. <laughs> Like, you don't, I don't think anyone understands how many times we will text each other and be like, fuck, we are so funny while editing our own episodes. It's like, like we are that self absorbed where we're just yes. like, we're that, we validate ourselves by knowing how what funny else can we are. you expect? As long as you think I'm funny, then I don't have any, I don't need anyone else's opinions. Right, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, but how's your week going? Oh, it was pretty good. I got my mom a vaccine appointment, so that Yay. was very exciting. I got her one fifteen minutes away from us, so even Love more that. exciting. Love that. Yeah. How was uh, How was your week? You know, um, <laughs> great. I had that phone interview. I quit my second job of my two, which was really nice. I get, put in my two weeks. Um... Even though that first, that job is not solidified yet, <laughs> I needed to GTFO. Um, so, yeah, it was a relatively good week, which is surprising, given my track record. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can't complain. Quitting one job yeah. is, it's pretty, lethar- you know, it's pretty um, cathartic. cathartic. So, yeah. yeah. Sounds great. What are, what are you drinking? Well, I was going to introduce, like, this is Bookaholics Anonymous. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm Alicia. And I'm Francesca. And we forget an intro almost every episode. Literally so good on Alicia episode. for remembering this. Yes. That's why I was like, oh, before we get into what we're drinking, let's uh, intro this, <laughs> this episode. Fair. Fair, fair. But I'm drinking a dry rosé cider that I found Ooh. from Trader Joe's. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? I'm having Montauk again from last week. Like I said, I'm drinking everything I can that's left in my house. And this is almost all that's left until tomorrow. Because we're having a small COVID safe gathering for my dad's birthday. And my mom bought a bunch of beer. Um, COVID safe for New York State. Um... So I'll have all of that beer to drink after. She's like, you like Bud Light, right? And I was like, I mean, I'll drink it. And she's like, I thought that was your favorite. And I was like, oh my God, I'm insulted. Yeah, I would be insulted too. But yeah, she bought that for me. I was like, fine, like I'll drink it. It's not an issue. But like next time, get me a Stella, please. (laughs) Right, literally. But yeah, so we'll make do until until then. (laughs) Yeah, Bud Light is, it's okay. If there's nothing else, I'll drink it, but it's not my first. I don't think it's anyone's first choice. I don't think it should be anyone's first choice. Absolutely not. I need to pick my book for next week. (laughs) I still haven't started or picked. I'm going to get a text message at like 2 p.m. on Monday being like, okay, what word? What yeah. num- pick a number. Pick it. Yeah, literally, because I find I'll like be looking for books and I'll screenshots the one the ones that I like, and then I can't decide between the two. So I'm like, okay, 
Alicia pick, because then it's not my fault if I don't like it. I can blame you. <laughs> uh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Yeah. You're going to get a text. Actually, you might get it tonight, because I might decide tonight. But Ooh, we'll early. See. Yeah, okay. I know. Who is she? <laughs> I was playing The Sims for like... I, so I saw a girl I went to college with just got engaged, and I also saw a couple weeks ago... Um, a, one of my guy friends from college and his girlfriend are pregnant and I see this engagement photo today and I, and then I look at my computer and realize I've been sitting on the Sims for five hours and people are <laughs> out here that I knew in college getting engaged, having babies, and I am spending far too much of my time building fictional homes. And that's valid. And that's where I am in my life. And I'm a month away from turning 25 and this is where I am. It's called self-love. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, yes, let's get started. Okay, so this week I am doing Lore by Alexandra Bracken. I have not heard of that. Should I have heard of it? I don't it? have the book because obviously I'm not in my room. But it has a pretty cool cover. I'll look um, it up. I'm pretty mad that my copy broke. Oh, I, yeah, I saw that. I would be pissed, too. Rude. I have two copies, so it's not the end of the world, because I, I um have a subscription to Owl Crate, and that Ooh. was their book of the month for January. Ooh, I do like this cover. It's a good cover, let me tell you. It's so, a yeah, pretty I was, cover. I was a little upset that the binding literally broke, but pissed. I was not about to, like, return it, because it's been, like, two months. No, it's probably been, like, a month. Since I bought it, so I don't even have the receipt. It's useless. And that was, like, the only copy they had left at the, at the bookstore I was at. So yeah. really not a big deal. But, yeah, Alexandra Bracken is, like, one of my favorite authors. I read her first series, um, The Darkest Minds, which is also Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I've not seen it because I'm scared because I love the series so much. It didn't get the best reviews. I haven't seen it either, it, but it didn't, like, do well. It didn't for for whatever reason because I haven't seen it, so I can't, <laughs> I can't say. But, yeah, um, I really love that series. And then she has a duology, Passenger and Wayfarer. I loved Passenger. I thought it was her best book to date. Mm -hmm. And then Wayfarer was, like... Pretty good, but not as good in my head as Passenger. Now, this one, best book she's ever written. I Ooh. love this book so much. Hot take. So, also, this is, like, kind of a tangent, but in this book, the main character means, like, or the main character has, like, an offhanded comment about bagels, <sighs> and I never knew that people didn't toast bagels until reading this book. Really? I mean, I... When I was younger, like, when I was a kid, I didn't, because I just wanted the bread. <laughs> right. But, like, obviously, like, now I eat them toasted, but, yeah, when I was right. a kid, I never well, did. That's, that's, like, the thing. I'm, like, if you don't toast it, I mean, I get it, because I guess New York City bagels are, like, fresh, usually, yeah. if you go to, like, a good place. But at home, I'm buying, like, the one in the, you know, like, in the bread aisle at Walmart. Yeah. Those aren't fresh. <laughs> so you eat them, and they taste like literal dough. So... It literally blew my mind. I was like, wait, people, people eat them untoasted? Yeah, it's like, really what the gross. Fuck? But anyways, <laughs> it blew I my digress. mind. I've been living in New York City for like three years and I just found out this. <laughs> <sighs> Exposing myself. But anyways, so 
we start off with our main character. Her name is Lore, and she is like, I think like 17, 18, and she lives in New York City. I'm going to give some background here so then you kind of get a feel of what's going on right away because this is a Greek mythology-inspired story. It's not a retelling. It's not even really like Percy Jackson where he's like he finds creative ways to retell Greek stories. It's like a completely different story but based in Greek mythology. Okay. And you can kind of tell that by the cover. With like right. Medusa, it looks like Medusa, right? Am I right. wrong? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. Yeah, my so, Greek mythology is not the best, but I can recognize this snakehead. So right, exactly. Well, that works because I feel like then I'll be able to explain more than I would for people who like know a lot about it, and mm-hmm. I'm sure people out there listening to this, some of them don't know much about it either. So it works out. So yeah, there's a lot of folklore, trademark Taylor Swift 2020 in here so basically every seven years there's an augon where athena artemis apollo poseidon hephaestus aphrodite and dionysius hermes and Ares, has to come to earth and become mortals because zeus cursed them as a punishment for them trying to overthrow him now zeus is a horrible person (laughs) but maybe he's got a point here Like, uh, we don't normally agree with Kim Kardashian, but maybe she has a point here. Right, exactly. Like, he's, like, a pretty terrible dude, but I also would not be too cool with people trying to overthrow me. So, basically, they got cursed to come to the Earth every seven years, become mortals, and get hunted by the descendants of Greek heroes. And how long are they on Earth for? Until they get caught, or? No, they're on Earth forever, but... They, I guess I shouldn't say come to Earth, but they, like, become mortals. So they're immortal outside of the Agon, which is, like, mm-hmm. eight days, basically. Okay, like a, that's a what I was, than, yeah. Right, eight a little more days, than a okay. week. So beyond that time, they're immortal. No one can kill them. They're their normal selves. Got it. So um, also, every seven years, the location changes. So sometimes it's New York City, sometimes it's Tokyo, sometimes it's London, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So the descendants of these Greek heroes are called hunters, and they are hunting these gods because if they kill them, they can assume their powers, and they take over, like... Ooh. Yeah. Okay, wait. Question. Who... Yeah. Who would you go for? Who would you want the powers of? It's a good question. I'm looking through here. Maybe... Maybe Poseidon? Mm, that's maybe apollo honestly i think i would think i would go with apollo poseidon i have like a deep-seated fear of the ocean so probs not for me (laughs) understandable um it's gonna be a hard no um who would i go for um who's the one that can fly hermes hermes yeah probably him because that's pretty dope i'm the i'm I'm thinking of (laughs) You're going to kill me. I'm Is it Hercules? All, no, all of the characters in Percy Jackson. Yeah. Just like running through them in my head. Okay, who has what? And I'm just thinking of those stupid fucking converses with wings that he has to wear. <sighs> and I was like, but that's flight. So that's pretty cool. I, I wouldn't excel wearing those shoes. I would be more better with like the Wanda version of flying. Right. 
Right. But I just laugh so hard every time I think of those shoes. Right. Yeah. So honestly, throughout this whole book, I thought of all the Greek gods in terms of Percy Jackson versions of them, which is not great because they're like very different. <laughs> in the book. Like, yeah. Obviously, Percy Jackson is like a middle grade book. And this is like a YA based in like hardcore Greek mythology. <laughs> <laughs> and I always forget that the guy who plays Poseidon in the Percy Jackson movies is Owen from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, we fuck. Yeah. I haven't watched. Well, I, first of all, I hate the Percy Jackson movies. They're trash. We should burn them. Get rid of Except any trace of them. Except we love you, Logan them. Learman. We all make mistakes. Yeah, that he does. He does not included. Also, um, the girl who plays Annabeth, she's not included either. She's great. Alexandra Daddario. Daddario. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Yeah. We don't include the actors. They make mistakes. But the the screenwriters, please. I'm just coming for your left shoe, and I'm shitting in them, pal. Or whatever it was. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't watched it since I've watched Grey's Anatomy, so I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Fun fact. And okay, Sean Bean is Zeus. Nice. That's yeah, a good one. That is. Uh, that's a good casting. Gotta that's a good casting. That. So uh, now I'm going to go through all the gods that are still in this hunt. So at the start of this Augon, Aphrodite, Ares, Dionysius, and Poseidon have all been deceased and have had their powers been assumed by hunters. Okay. Hephaestus is totally gone. His powers have been removed because one of the hunters that assumed a power killed him thinking they could assume, also assume Hephaestus's power. But you can only assume one god's power at a time. So he okay. just got murked for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so okay. just So this leaves us with Artemis, Athena, and Hermes, who are the only original gods left. Okay, first of all, Athena's going to survive all of this because she's literally the goddess of war. She's just going to camp out in a tree and say, see ya, when this is over. <laughs> Mood. Second of all, so when they kill someone, they can only, like you said, they can only assume one god's power at a time. Right. So if, say, like, they killed Artemis, got her powers, and then immediately killed Athena, would they, like, lose Artemis's powers and get Athena's, or would they just be M- stuck with Artemis? They'd just be stuck with Artemis's, because as soon, as soon as you assume that god's power, you now take on, like, that god, basically. Okay. And so you just basically killed another god, and they're dead now. Okay, Rip. so now, last question. Yeah. So say you're a hunt, like, they're, like everybody's hunting them, whatever, <laughs> and someone assumes that god's power. Now, is that person being hunted, or they're like, okay, checkmate, they go up? No. So, yeah, so it's a good question. Um, basically, it's a, like, if you are a hunter and you just killed that god, you are now going to be tried to be protected by your bloodline which I'm going to get into after this. Okay. And other bloodlines will be hunting you because they want that power because it's all about the power, baby. (laughs) As you know. Yes. Okay. So um, there have been rumors about Apollo being killed the last Augon, but no one really knows, so it's kind of like up in the air. He could be. he, He could not be. No one knows. So the following gods are gods that have assumed power or the new gods. At the start of this Augon. There's, they have like nicknames too. Nobody should be giving themselves nicknames. Other people <laughs> right. give you nicknames. Right. Okay? That's so, how I ended up with some really terrible nicknames that I'm not <laughs> going to repeat because Alicia will never let me forget them. 
It's true. My family I, doesn't let me forget them. We used to call my brother Snapple Cap. Because <laughs> he, like, will tell you a bunch of random facts that, like, don't apply to the situation that you're in. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Matthew. And so I'd be like, oh, my gosh. Snapple Cap. Give it a rest. So we have Heartkeeper, who possesses the power of Aphrodite. The Reveler, who possesses the power of Dionysius. And Tidebringer, who possesses the power of Poseidon and Wrath, who pos- possesses the power of Ares. Okay, I mean, those nicknames make sense. It makes right. it easier to get for you to remember who has what. But they should not be bra- making their own nicknames. That's some next level bull. Right. I'm like, can't you just call them the new Aphrodite, the new Dionysius? Yeah. Like, whatever. I'm not here to the trash their beliefs and customs, I guess. <laughs> So now I'm going to like run through all the houses just to give you a little bit of info. Okay. So first we have Lore's house, the main character. Mm-hmm. It's the house of Perseus, founder of Mycenae and the Slayer of Medusa. Don't ask me what Mycenae is. Uh, like it's obviously some Greek hero. I don't like that slayed Medusa, but I don't really know like the lore there. Okay. So Tidebringer, so the new Poseidon is from this line. Okay. And... Lore had two sisters, a mom, and a dad. Okay. So now we have the house of Achilles, hero of the Trojan War. Pretty self-explanatory, that one. Yes, yes. And this includes all of the Achilles family. Two of our main characters come from this family, Castor and Evander, who is also called Van. Ooh, does he wear Vans? I hope so. That's what and I picture do, in my head. do they have... Wings on Checkers them. on them, obviously. Oh, I said wings. Checkered wings oh. could be pretty cool, too. That would be pretty dope as well. Maybe they're checkered with wings. Oh. That's not Now cool. we go to the house of Cadmos, founder of Thebes and Slayer of the Serpent. This is where all the Cadmides are from, and this is where the new Ares, or Wrath, ascended from. He was the leader, of, um, the leader, or they call them Archons, of the Cadmides. So he's like the the you know, the top dog of that bloodline. Okay. Then we get to the house of Odysseus. Pretty self-explanatory, that one. Mm. And this is where... Who who is that? You don't know who Odysseus is? Girlfriend, did you take ninth grade English? We did Romeo and Juliet in ninth grade. You didn't read the... Like the the Iliad? No. Yeah, or the Odyssey? No, that was AP English. And because of... Being in special ed and because my school seemed to think I was not worthy, they counseled me against taking AP English as much as I wanted to take it. Um, so I did not read I don't even yet. think our AP class did the Odyssey. I think that was only um, normal because I was in normal ninth grade English. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, no, that was AP and honors were the Iliad and the Odyssey. Right. So... Odysseus is from the Odyssey. He's the guy who sailed to Ithaca, tried to get back to his wife, pissed off Poseidon. Ah, uh, okay. Great. Great. And this is where Lore's mom came from. This okay. was like her bloodline before she married her dad. Okay. Then we also have the house of Heracles, not Hercules, Heracles. Um, because originally he was named Heracles and then they renamed him. Hercul- Hera is the... Wife of Zeus. Mm-hmm. This is where the new Dionysius is from. And um, as soon as he assumed the power of Dionysius, he like murked his whole bloodline. So 
that's great. Love that. Right. And then there are other houses that are extinct, and those are like the House of Jason, the House of Theseus, the House of Maligar, and then the House of Belafron. They don't really come up again. Okay. So. so right away in the beginning of this book, we find out that Laura's family had been murdered at the beginning of the last Augon by the Cadmides bloodline. Okay. Fantastic, so her parents right? and her sisters. Yeah. Okay. She is the only one who made it out. This is super horrible, not only because, like, you murdered an entire family, an entire, like, bloodline, basically, mm-hmm. but it, because you're not allowed to kill other hunters outside of the Augon. So. Okay. It's kind of, like, unspeakable. Oh, okay. So it's, like, almost like, it's almost like the purge. You have 24 yeah. hours to kill these people. Very similar, except for there are, like, eight days Yes, of this. exactly. Okay. So, Which, you know, The Purge feels like you're, it's eight days while you're watching it. So. Yeah. Anxiety. I've never watched any of The Purge movies for that reason. I'm legitimately scared of The Purge movies. I'm legitimately scared they would actually happen. So That's why they scare me. Exactly. That's why I can't do it. That's why I laughed my ass off when we watched Paranormal Activity. Because it's awesome. It's <laughs> so funny because it it's fake. Yeah. Um. What was I going to say? So if the person that kills the god and gets their power, right... They mm-hmm. now go, when the Agon is over, they go up back up to Zeus? No, they They're stay not on immortal? the earth. No, well, they are immortal, but they stay on the earth. Okay. Because that's like, I guess, part of the curse. They can't go back up with their homie, okay. Zeus. So they so have to stay they just on earth roam the earth for yeah. like the other seven years, but they're immortal. So like, there's, you can't hunt them down and assume their power after okay. the Agon is done. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, and yeah, if, yeah. What if they have kids? What is that? They don't, or no, they do have like some of them do have kids, and actually will come up. Um, some of the characters are like kids, okay. but they don't like they're just like normal. They're humans. like Percy Jackson. <laughs> no, because they're not demigods. Oh, they're okay. just like normal. They're like uh, like Percy Jackson's mom, Sally. Okay. okay. So. So obviously, this like destroys lore. And she's kind of just done with the whole hunter bloodline Greek god thing. Mm-hmm. She's not here for it. So she kind of just disappears after that. She's like, I think, 11 when the last one happened. Oh, 10 or 11. Prim. Yeah. This is like a mix of like Percy Jackson and the Hunger Games and the Purge. It really and- is. It is. It's a fantastic book. Oh, also, I have a trigger warning. <laughs> I mean, this book is Greek. It's based on Greek mythology, so... I feel like you should be expecting this because Greek mythology is not short of tragedies. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of violence. Lots of violence. <laughs> um, sexual assault. Doesn't go. I mean, yeah, there's like, you know, rape in it. Oh, my God. Because you're... of the. Well, because of like the Greek stories. It's yeah. not like a thing that happens to a character. But they talk about a Greek story where rape happens. I think that's it. I guess. um I don't know how to phrase this, but like, like inappropriate relationships with minors, I guess. Yeah. Not. Yeah. But we'll get to that part. It'll be a little more clear. Obviously, I'm not going into detail, but yeah, just putting that out there because this book is fantastic and you should read it because Mm -hmm. it's just so good. So after she disappears, she ends up staying with this elderly gentleman named Gil in Harlem who she's kind of like a caretaker for. And at the start of this book and the start of the Augon for this year, she he's just recently died about three months ago and left her 
his house and everything, which I'm like, hm, that's pretty nice. Must New York rent nice. is expensive. <laughs> also, what year, like, is there supposed to be in like a specific year or? I mean, this is just present day. Okay. I wasn't sure if this was supposed to be like alternate universe 1800s kind of situation. No, like, no, no, no. The, this okay. is just like present day. Um, so when we open the story up, Laura's fighting at a boxing gym and she's fighting some dude who's like kind of a douche and kind of sexist. And so while she's kicking this guy's ass, she turns and sees this guy who's watching her. Laura sees that it's a hunter who she apparently must recognize since in her internal monologue, she says he's supposed to be dead. And seeing this guy just makes her very discombobulated. Mm-hmm. the hunter ends up challenging quote unquote her to a fight, which she says she does not fight cowards. So she said, get him!" Literally. We love to see it. She's like, mm, try again. This is real girl boss behavior. Oh my, I literally use the word girl boss later on in this. <laughs> I can't wait. So they go to fight. And while they're fighting, we find out this guy's name is Caster who I'd mentioned earlier in the rundown. My favorite oil. (laughs) I know. Makes your hair grow nice and strong. (laughs) Right. Put it on my eyebrows. And he's there to ask her to help him with something. She doesn't know what it is. He won't tell her. And he's just like, I need to warn you about something. Just please come with me. But Laura is not about that. So she tells him, no, goodbye. Please leave me alone. (laughs) And he leaves. (laughs) Laura leaves the gym and meets up with her best friend, Miles. And as they're walking back to, like, their house, they're bantering back and forth, and they stumble across the goddess Athena. Athena looks like she's in a really bad way. She's not looking good, and she looks like she's dying. She's seen some shit. (laughs) She has seen some shit, is right. She tells Lore to attend to her. Excuse me, bitch, where's the please? Right. Like, I don't take orders, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't take orders, I give them. That's right. So obviously this freaks Miles out because this goddess is literally bleeding out on their front steps of the house. <laughs> um, Lord tells him to go out and get some supplies, like go upstairs, get some bleach, get some towels. <laughs> we are um, cleaning up a then, crime scene. <laughs> literally. So then she has chance, a chance to talk with Athena. Lore sees that Athena's liver and kidney has been pierced and that she looks like she's about to die she's so laura asks where her sister artemis is because they always hunt together and athena says that she has turned on her and betrayed her which is great girl power i like that's not what you're supposed to do that is not the rules of feminism (laughs) it's right so athena tells her that the new aries is uh came after her and artemis decided to cut her losses and left her so Athena tells Lore that she needs Lore to bind her fate to to Athena's, which basically means if if Athena dies, Lore dies, and if Lore dies, Athena dies. Lore is like, why would I ever do that? I hate you guys. You suck. I like want nothing to do. Tell with her this. how you really feel, girl. For real. And to which Athena says, I can give you the one thing you want. I can help you kill who killed your family. Who? Lore tells Athena. That she, um, oh, Laura tells Athena that she can't kill the person who killed the fam- her family because she thinks it's wrath and she doesn't want to take on his power. She just wants to be like a mortal. She does not want to be yeah. a, a, a god. 
Um, to which Athena says, I'll kill him for you, which is good enough for Lauren. She yeah. agrees. <laughs> Wait, Chaotic. so how, how old is Lauren now? 17, 18. Okay. Because you, before you said she was 11, but it was, she was 11 when her parents and family died, right? Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to confirm that it wasn't a, a little 11 year old. She just asked to do this with. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So of course, as they're doing this like blood right thingy. <laughs> Mile comes down back downstairs and he's like, okay, um, you're going to have to explain something to me because um, what's going on right now? What the actual fuck? What do they do? And Cut their hands and then high five? <laughs> that's literally what I imagined. <laughs> like, that's basically what happened. Like, like, okay, I feel now like we Lore, lick our hands and shake on it. <laughs> yeah, literally. I feel like Laura like cuts herself and then is like, okay, now what? And Athena's like, that's it. You're done. <laughs> It's like, so, presto changeo, if I die, you die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this is where Lore kind of gives us, the audience, the rundown. So once Lore tells Miles all about what's happening, they realize, shit, we need to get Athena medical attention because she's still about to die. Yeah. So Lore says, hold up, I'll go get Caster, the guy who interrupted the, her gym session in mm-hmm. the very beginning of this. And see if he can help because he's actually been like trained as a healer and he was her former best friend. Got it. So, of course, this entails sneaking into the Achilles mansion um, slash home. I don't really know. It seems like a mansion. It seems like there are a lot of rooms. <laughs> and they're having a grand old party because it does seem that they do, in fact, have the new Apollo in their bloodline. Ooh. So Laura sneaks up and scales the building, gets inside, and then almost gets caught, but lies her ass off like the great 17-year-old girl boss she is. Yes! <laughs> and convinces the guy that she's working this party and is searching for her mask. So the guy gives her, gives her one and then like... Oh, of course, it's a masquerade. Leaves. So all hunters have like different masks for the different bloodlines. Mm-hmm. I think this is because so then you can't tell who it is that's like my guess yeah again i'm such a bad reader (laughs) because i forget things as soon as i read them and then i also sometimes skim read and that is not great (laughs) she's going to this party she's kind of assessing what's going on and suddenly philip the head of the achilles bloodline called you know the archon makes a huge grand display of introducing Apollo. Laura is like, I'm not feeling this. This is weird. Something's off. It's Um, Caster. And you can can also kind of get the sense that Philip's pissed that he didn't ascend because that's how it's supposed to happen. The bloodline, or the head of the bloodline is supposed to inherit the power. Okay. So it's like a huge thing when it's not that person. Okay. This whole system also is super sexist. Because if you're a girl, you're not supposed to inherit the power. And that's why everyone hates the person who assumed Poseidon's power. Because she's a girl and not a dude. Mm-hmm. I, I hate it here. I can't even explain it to you. Like, Listen. I don't know. <laughs> so this new god comes out. And who the fuck is it other than her bestie, Caster? I called it! So... <laughs> Then, yeah, you notice how I just ignored that? Because yeah, I'm like, we just got to get through this. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, then I'm we sorry. get this cute flashback of Lauren Caster meeting 
In this flashback, we see Lore's dad taking her to where all the hunter children are trained. <laughs> and usually you're trained by your bloodline. But since Lore's family is on the outs of the hunters because of Tidebringer, mm-hmm. um, they're kind of shit on. So <laughs> they don't have a lot of money. They don't have, have a lot of influence or power um, or a lot of hunters in their bloodline. It's just her and her family. So they go to the Achilles bloodline. And Philip, Achilles, agrees to let her train with them. This is where Castor and Lore meet because they are assigned sparring partners. And Castor had joined a couple weeks back. So they're basically at the same level. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, the initiation here is to beat children up. <laughs> it's for like the other children to beat the other children that just joined up. I'm it, With sticks, by the way. Like, to toughen them up. I, it's very strange. The Greek had some strange ideas. I, I don't know. Very interesting. So, but that bonded them ever since because of their shared trauma. Ugh. There's nothing Ugh. stronger than shared trauma. That's right. So back at this absolute rager <laughs> with Apollo, Philip is just being a whole sleazeball. Like, just a, just a gross slimeball of a human being. And he's asking for like a horrible new virus that just wipes the uh, wipes through the whole the population so that they can come up with a medicine to cure it so then they can become more rich oh my god did so you to which i say philip is the one who started coronavirus that's what that i was is... about to say she predicted coronavirus before yeah, coronavirus so, um, happened right so, so fuck that's you that's now canon <laughs> <laughs> we can stop saying it was from china it's you can stop the search, everyone. It was Philip. <laughs> it was Philip. God damn it, Philip. <laughs> so, yeah, this man is gross. Not not a fan, obviously. But, of course, King Castor does not care. He's like, we ain't doing that, sis. Not in my house. Not in my bloodline. But, so he calls up Evander, his cousin, and asks him for, like, the 411... 411 on the other houses and bloodlines and what they're up to um, and asks him if he's been able to negotiate for their dead from Wrath, who is an mm-hmm. asshole, obviously. 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 He killed the whole family, including two small children. So not a great person. There's some internalized trauma there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so Van reports that Hermes is dead. Rip Hermes. Rip Hermes. If it, uh, Van also says that Wrath has killed Hermes and claimed it, and they're not sure why, because obviously he can't assume his power, because he already has a power. So they're a little perplexed about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Van says that his drones recorded the moment of death, and that the Cadmides also took Tidebringer, the new Poseidon. Uh, the new Poseidon. The yeah. Of course, this causes a commotion, and if that's not enough, Wrath comes over the speaker of some sort. I don't, I don't really know. Seems like a speaker of, of you know, in the mansion. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like a PA system. I don't know how rich people work. <laughs> um, and starts speaking to the group, and this is a direct quote from page one hundred. He says, uh, "Greetings to you, Caster. I offer you Cleos, which is like." honor glory Mm -hmm. bend your knee to me young god use your power at my command and the whole house of achilles will not be destroyed 
Refuse, and all will die beneath my blade, beginning with you. So Wrath taunts Castor while Philip argues with with him and says, like, we're not bending to your will. You're nothing more than a coward and a bully hiding behind screens. Yeah. Which, like, Philip, bad dude. He does got a point here, though. Castor doesn't really say anything, and by not saying anything and letting Philip speak, really pisses Wrath off. He hates that. (laughs) (laughs) So Wrath says, in terms of claiming you're dead, come and claim them. You'll join them soon enough. And then he disappears like a punk-ass bitch. And what are Wrath's powers again? He's Ares. I don't know what Ares' powers are. He's like the god of war. Okay. Um, he actually has this like ability to, it's like a, um, a power of like persuasion. So like when he speaks, he like makes you want to do what he says. Okay. Um, in this book. I kind of don't talk about that a lot in this rundown because there's, it's like almost a 500 page book. So something has to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I just wasn't sure, like, I don't know much about Greek mythology, clearly. Yeah, so Athena is the goddess of strategy and war. Ares is the goddess of, or the god of war. Artemis is the goddess of the hunt. She's also um, a maiden goddess, just like Athena is, which means, like, they don't have children. Okay. Um, Apollo is the god of medicine and, I think, like, the sun, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, so that's why Philip wanted, like, this big plague. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then um, Poseidon, obviously, water. Yeah. Hephaestus is, like, the god of, like, inventions, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Uh, Dionysius is the god of, like, basically the god of parties and wine. I love that. Oh, my God. Never mind. I don't want (laughs) what's-his-faces. I want that one. Oh, my God. Legendary. (laughs) He is Jay Gatsby. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm forgetting someone. There's so many of them. Hermes is obviously the messenger god. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't want Hermes. I'll, ha- I'll take a Hermes bag. And then Aphrodite is the goddess of love. Yes. So, so, obviously the place descends into even more chaos. And Lord decides this is her time to get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's outie. So she tries to get out of there and she's almost discovered what happens to uh, find a bedroom, which she goes into um, that she thinks is Philip and his wife's room. But it turns out it's not. It's Castor's. Of course it is. Why right. wouldn't you it? Have to, you have to form some tension somehow. <laughs> so, in, so in walks Philip, Castor, and Van, and they're talking about how they got in. Philip, of course, wants to take charge, and Castor is just not about that life. He says, please leave this to the professionals and get out of here. Yeah. Um, Van leaves to go see if he can find um, any more information out, and of course, Philip keeps trying to harp on Castor, trying to get him to discuss, like, what he wants to do and tries to get him to follow through with Philip's plan. Um, And meanwhile, Castor's dog is in the room, and... He's kind of on edge since he doesn't remember Castor because he's a god now and he yeah. doesn't smell like a human. <laughs> so as Castor is trying to approach his dog, Philip takes out a gun from inside his robes and shoots at Castor. But of course, Laura is there hiding and she's not about to let her best friend die. So she launches forward and pushes Castor out of the way. And she gets the fucking bullet. 
No, she just pushes him out of oh, the way. Okay. I was like, come on. So a fight ensues, um, kind of, but eventually, like, Laura stabs Philip and then Castor finishes the, the job off. Mm-hmm. And Laura then starts yelling at Castor because he could have easily avoided the shot but chose not to because Philip like aimed at him and Castor saw and he kind of just like stood there <laughs> and she's like, bro, like, I don't know what you're dealing with right now, but, um, this suicide ideation that you're go- like dealing with right now, that's not chill. <laughs> but yeah, she's basically like, dude, why didn't you get out of the way? Like that was easily avoidable. Mm-hmm. Um, so after recovering from the shock of this attempt on his life, Castor realizes it's lore after she takes the mask off of herself and they have, a cute little reunion and he tells her like i'm so sorry that i almost killed you because he thought he was about to attack her Mm -hmm. since he didn't know who she was (laughs) and she he tells her like oh i thought you were dead for so long it's so good to see you and he also like thought she was he was never going to see her again after going to that ring because she was like obviously pissed yeah and did not take well to seeing him again (laughs) so they're catching up and laura asks caster if he knows what wrath is up to and what his plans are. And Caster doesn't really know. They're trying to figure it out, too. And she tells him, it's it's obvious that Wrath wants to finish what his grandfather started and wants to take out the House of Perseus and then, like, take over all the other bloodlines. So then he has, like, all the power. Mm-hmm. Also, in this conversation, we find out that Lore was hidden with her mother's bloodline and that Lore thought Caster was dead, too. Um, as she said in the very first chapter of this book, because Castor was super sick with cancer. So the gods you know, didn't wipe out cancer. That no, seems like some this bullshit. is the normal world. I know. What but do you that mean? seems like bullshit, but okay. What do you mean? Percy like Jackson, Apollo? they don't wipe out disease. Yeah, but it's just like, I don't know. Also, the gods don't really want to help the mortals because they're hunting them. That's fair. That's true. Never also, mind. I digress. Overall, there are a lot of feels going around. So, Castor says that he couldn't manifest a physical form once he assumed Apollo's powers. And we also find out that he can't remember how he came to these powers. Like, he just does not remember killing Apollo. He remembers Apollo coming in. But after that, it's just, like, nothing. He doesn't remember. So bizarre. Right. So, you also have to remember, he was, like, 11, 12 when the last Augon happened. Yeah. So... Of course, while we're having this cozy reunion, mm-hmm. Artemis has to bust in and starts trying to straight up, like, murk Castor. So this is the second att- attempt on this man's life in, like, ten minutes. <laughs> Can I, like, take a nap, please? <laughs> For real. It's, like, like action after action in this book, let me tell you. So um, she's trying to kill him because he just killed her twin. Apollo and Artemis are twins. Okay. So. Of course, a fight ensues. But ultimately, Castor blasts Artemis away with his powers. Because Apollo has, like, like he's the god of, god of sun. So I guess Ooh. he's got, like... So she got real crispy. Yeah, right. She uh, got yeah. that sun burned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That was, a, that was a, a strong one. I mean... So um, after this happens, uh, in comes Van. And he's like, well... What just happened here since Lore is suddenly here? Um, so Lore is like, hey, what's up, man? And what? Van's like, I fucking can't stand you, but whatever. Hey, what's up? <laughs> um, and they're trying to like make a game plan on how to get out of there without the hunters picking up on their scent because they're hunters, so they're trained to hunt people. 
And then Van says, like, why don't you just take a cab and pay cash? And Laura's like, damn, I should have thought of that. (laughs) 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 To be fair, cash would 100% cover up anybody's scent. I don't care what you say. Cash is dirty as hell. It's true. Ninety percent of the cash that you handle has probably been in a stripper's g-string at one point or another, so it's dirty. It's perfect mm-hmm. for covering up any odor. Just saying. It's disgusting. That's why I don't carry cash, <laughs> mostly because I'm very poor too. But anyway, mood. So, um, that's so they end up doing that. They sneak out and go through this parking lodge or parking parking lodge, this parking garage, and they plan to meet up with Van. At this diner that he suggests. I think it's a diner. It might be a bodega, but I'm pretty sure it's a diner. Okay. So once Van's done helping out his bloodline and getting everyone to safety after Wrath just like blew up their spot, <laughs> they <laughs> they meet up and Lore tells them the rundown about Athena, um, a little more into detail. And then they say, okay, this is weird, but show us the way. Let's go. Can I just say, she's probably bled out at this point. Like, how the hell is Athena, like, not (laughs) dead after, like, what she's She's been gone for, like... What? Oh, that's true. Yeah, but, like, that's, like, two hours of just bleeding out. (laughs) How is she alive? Pressure. Okay. (laughs) Pressure on the wound. (laughs) I found a plot hole. (laughs) So, at the house, everyone... Everyone meets everyone. Miles comes down with Athena. And Van is like, yo, what is this fucking mortal doing here? And Athena is like, I enjoy this mortal. So he's staying. Yes. <laughs> so Laura has to explain, like, I had to tell him because he was here. And also, like, I'm done lying. This is ridiculous. I hate this whole thing. Um, so this is where Van tells Athena about Hermes and the new Poseidon. He tells her that his sources tell him that the house of Theseus confirmed that Tidebringer... Uh, was later killed by Wrath at his compound. After the debrief, they decide we need information and also we need allies. So Lore says, all right, I guess we're going to have to go to the Odysseides, who is the house of Odysseus. Mm -hmm. This is Lore's mom's people. Mm -hmm. And these are the people that hid her. And for some reason, the way she left was not good. So they are not on good terms. She's like scared to show up there. She's like, I'm pretty sure they're just going to shoot me on the spot. (laughs) Shit. Um... And so she decides she needs to have Van Caster and Athena with her as a way to convince them to work with them. Mm-hmm. Van puts up a fight because he's supposed to meet with his like source to find out information on what the Cadmites are are planning, but Miles goes instead, and it's kind of like an argument thing. But Miles convinces him in the end because Miles is like the coolest dude. I already like, love Miles. Like me too. Like if any of you have read. Um, the Shadowhunter Chronicles. Miles is Simon, one thousand percent. I haven't read it, but I've seen the movies, and I love the actor that plays Simon. Yeah, he also plays Klaus in yes. Umbrella Academy. I know, and he's just a perfect human being. He's British too, so like, I'm pretty sure he's British. I think he's British. So but that would just add to it. Yes, he's like, yeah, he's like the Simon of this. Book. Oh wait, it's- so does that mean he's in love with Lore? No, okay. but you'll you'll find out more about Miles later. But um, he's all, I love him. Nah. He's like my favorite character. I think honestly. So they eventually make it to the Odysseides compound, 
they rock up and they see all the Odysseides with their hands tied and the head, uh, heads covered with hoods, each kneeling, waiting for their turn to be dragged out to the bus by the Cadmides. The Cadmides are also helping themselves to the other bloodline's weapons, source of cash, food, and antiques that have been hidden in their compound building. Yeah. <laughs> and who else is standing at the center of this all other than Wrath? Of course. Of course. And he has his hands around Heartkeeper's throat, the new Aphrodite. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when we realize that what Wrath is probably looking for is another version of the poem that tells how you end this Agon. Oh, okay. Because Zeus gave them this poem, and there's, like, another version to it, apparently. Okay. Um, And he thinks the Odysseides have it because they keep a ton of scrolls and things of that nature. So Mm -hmm. he's basically torturing um, him to tell him where it is. And he threatens Heartkeeper's kid, um, his daughter, who they can't find. Okay. Heartkeeper's kid is named Iroh. And that was Laura's closest friend when she was staying with them after her family's murder. Aww. I know. So Iroh is being kept in, a, in like a vault. And as soon as they say that, Laura says, I know another entrance to, um, and leads them there. For, unfortunately, by the time she gets there, it's too late. Iroh is, isn't dead, but she find, by the time they get there, Wrath has killed Heartkeeper. And as they go in, they see him, and a fight obviously ensues between him and Athena and Lore and kind of Castor. Mm-hmm. And of course, they don't succeed in killing Wrath because we're only like 200 pages into this book, and he escapes. <laughs> um, then we get this flashback of Lore and her dad, and they've been summoned by Wrath, who's not yet ascended or in assumed mm-hmm. Ares's power. And he's called them there because he obviously knows that their bloodline is poor and he offers them like a bargain of sorts. He basically says he wants um, to buy Lore for marriage. She's 10. And that if he does this, it will bring the house um, fortune and turn around their, their misfortunes and bring them honor and glory. How old is this man? I don't know. He's probably like 30 or 40. He's At definitely like in his 40s. Ooh. Yeah. So while I was reading this, I was thinking of all the TikToks people have been making about John Mayer dating <laughs> at 32 dating 19-year-old Taylor Swift. Um, and I feel like these men really need these lessons that these TikTokers are giving out for free. So. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. It's disgusting. So, obviously, Laura's 10 at this time, so this does not go down well. Laura's dad is like, no. Doesn't she have two other sisters he could buy? What the fuck? Laura's the oldest. Oh, okay. um, So, yeah, her dad's like, no. Laura's very vocally like, no. And she, oh, sorry. (laughs) There's a fish on the desk. (laughs) I'm talking to him. And um, Laura tells him he can shove it. And there's, Hell course, yeah. of course, like this, he does not take that well. And then they have to leave quickly because <laughs> men are trash. So now we're out of the flashback and they all regroup after this whole raid and go back to Van's meeting spot. 
uh, where Miles had texted them saying he was there waiting for them. And they bring Ira with her with them. She's like knocked out because of what happened, mm-hmm. but they bring her with them. Miles um, at the spot tells them that the source he had met up with had more information that he got from him. And he said that the, the new Dionysius, the reveler, has allied himself with Wrath and he's been working with him in the how um in the bloodline since the last Augon, but that the reveler like left during the start of this year he f- like fled and hasn't come back so now wrath is also after him okay so because they learned this obviously now they're going to try to find Dionysius mhm so then um van who is maybe you've probably noticed by now is like, like I don't know, technology god. <laughs> he like knows how to do everything. <laughs> he can run like AGT. I I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes through his technology and he finds Dionysius at the Frick Museum, which I've never been to. The what what museum? Frick. Where is that? I don't know. It's in Manhattan. Oh okay. But so- I've never gone to it. So interesting. Never heard of it. I feel like it's an art museum. Probably. For some reason. So as they are regrouping and wait to go to the Frick Museum, Castor and Laura go to clean up Laura's wound that she got during this. And and they talk about how Castor doesn't remember how he got his powers and how Laura told herself she was never going to come back to this world. But Athena's kind of forced her back into it in that... Mm -hmm. She used to believe in this thing so badly, and confe- uh, <laughs> Castor confines in her, her saying that he never thought she was going to win the Augon. He always thought that she was going to destroy it, which I was like, "Wow, you had some, you had some blind faith there." Sorry, yeah. as a twelve-year-old, <laughs> this is when a screen interrupts their conversation, and Laura realizes that Iroh is now awake. <laughs> of course, as soon as Iroh wakes up. She is instantly hostile and just terrorizes Miles. This poor man. He's literally just trying to help his best his bestie out. And <laughs> that is not okay, bestie. <laughs> we do not get hostile when we first wake up. That's not true. I'm always hostile when I first wake up. You know what? And that can't be held against you. No, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. So after Laura explains what's happening and asks Iroh to help them out, Iroh says that she can't she can't do that. She can't go with them to find the Reveler because she has a duty to her bloodline and a debt to be paid. And Iroh is like functioning under this like deeply ingrained like misogyny, like um internal misogyny. It's like kind of sad because like obviously these people, these women are being trained that they can't be put in uh, positions of power. And Laura is obviously pushing against this because her whole life she's been like working towards gaining uh, her family, her bloodlines honor back. Mm-hmm. So this is like really, you can tell like Laura is just like so irritated by this because she's like, if you just get out of your own way, you could do all this. You don't need to wait for a man. We men are stupid. We don't need them. That's right. Um, So Iroh tells them about the poem that, I mentioned before and confirms that there is another complete version of what Zeus told the hunters at Olympia that the archivists found from a letter centuries ago 
that came from Laura's bloodline and it was in a safety deposit box. Um, and it's about where to find this poem, which is inscribed on the Aegeus. The Aegeus is the shield that has Medusa's face on it. Dope. Uh, right. Which was given, I believe it was given from Zeus to Athena. So usually when you see Athena, she's got her spear mm-hmm. and she's got her shield. That shield is the Aegeus. So the Aegeus is Lore's bloodline weapon, and that was stolen from them by Wrath's bloodline, the Cadmides. So obviously Lore is like, that's crazy. It's like impossible. But Iroh says like, no, it, it's there. I, like, I swear. So Lore asks if Wrath knows what it says, and Iroh says she doesn't think so, um, that the letter describes the poem being hidden and the only reason he found out about it is because some of the hunters raided the archive vault where he kept the where they kept the original letter Mm -hmm. so iroh also says that wrath wanted to know where she was and that she thinks he believes that lore knows how to read the inscription in that whatever he's planning he needs her in order to see it through Mm -hmm. after this they split off into paris to go find the new dionysius um, Iroh excluded because she's going off and not coming because she's got some internalized misogyny to work through. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, when they rock up to the Frick Museum, they run into some Cadmides, but they quickly take care of them and go into the Frick Museum to search for Dionysius. Eventually, they find him after Miles's phone goes off in the middle of them searching. <laughs> and, and it's like his mom, which makes it even better. I love that. It's something that would happen to me. My mom calls me at the most inconvenient times. <laughs> God, mom, don't you know we're trying to party? <laughs> Literally. So Dionysius locks them in the vault that they were in uh, and like kind of freaks out on them. <laughs> and Fair then Lord enough. T- right. And then Lord tells him who she is. And he says, this is a direct quote. Of course, God damn it all. Don't you don't know why I expected anyone else, given how shit the cycle has been. I love this man. <laughs> I love him. So, of course, after some angry back and forth arguing, they make a deal that he will answer two of their questions, but he won't help them kill Wrath because he does not want to be there as bait. He does not want any part of this. Absolutely not. And I don't blame him. Right. So Miles asks Dionysius why he agreed to work with Wrath while Hermes didn't. And Dionysius says, because I saw potential in his vision, Hermes uh, didn't. He obviously knew Wrath was a crazy psychopath. (laughs) So this is obviously a touchy subject for Dionysius because he instantly gets prickly. And we find out that Hermes and Dionysius were like lovers and that Hermes kind of turned his back on Dionysius after he sided with wrath. Dirty lovers in the night. I love that. And the whole time, all I could think of was um, Mr. D from Percy Jackson and Connor Stoll's dad fucking. And I'm like, this is (laughs) disgusting. Isn't Mr. D like a centaur or whatever? No, that's Chiron. Oh, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> That's what happens when you only see the movie. That's true. That's actually very accurate. Um. Then after this, then they then ask Dionysius what Laura's role in this whole thing is, like what role she plays. 
And Dionysius says that he can only tell Lore this because he swore an oath and made a promise. And he tells Lore that his one job for Wrath was to find her because he thinks that she has the Aegeus and he's going to do just about anything to get it back. Lore tells him that she does not have it and that his bloodline has it. But Dionysius says, there's no point in lying to me. You humiliated his entire bloodline. He knows the truth, even if they won't reveal it to the other bloodlines. Mm-hmm. Like, Wrath was busted by a young 10-year-old girl. Lore shakes her head and is like, I just don't know what you're talking about. I don't have this shield. And Dionysius adds that he did actually find her, and it was a total fluke because he went looking for Hermes and found her first. And Laura's like, who, like, what are you talking about? And Dionysius says, Hermes, do you know where he was, where, uh, where he was when he disappeared? Like, you know, you should know because he was with you. This is where we find out that Gil was Hermes all along. Gil, her dad? Gil, the guy she got the house from. Oh, yeah. No shit. Yeah. So we find out that Gil, or Hermes, used his power to turn her invisible from all gods and that this protection lasted until his death. And that's the only reason any of them now can see her. Uh, Dionysius then goes on to start ranting about the Aegeus again and that he thought Hermes would have brought the shield to the museum to destroy it, but he doesn't understand why he didn't just do that and be done with it and lore. And Laura then again tells him she does not have it. <laughs> I cannot stress to you how much I don't have this object. <laughs> so, of course, in the middle of this rant, an arrow comes out of nowhere and passes right through Dionysius' throat and kills him that before he can say time. anything else. That is not a good right. time. I can imagine right. that God's de- like dream death is like dying of like too many drugs i don't want to say a drug overdose because that's really i was horrible. thinking of like but like he's just, just alcohol like just having too much fun and he just keeps taking them because it's right. fun not because he's like trying to die that way but i feel like he would die that way and get to heaven and be like yeah that's about right it sounds about right yep <laughs> so so um it's wrath's bloodlines hunters and they have to obviously get out of there now because they're shooting at them. Mm-hmm. And of course, as they're trying to get away, someone is waiting for them. His name is Belen, which is Wrath's son, and he's waiting for Lore. Ooh, don't like that. Right. Her and Castor know him from Assassin Hunter Training School. <laughs> <laughs> and Belen can't believe that's fucking real. I know. That's why it's, it cracks me up every time I have to talk about it. Because it's just like, they are literally like eight-year-olds. <laughs> uh, and Belen starts taunting her as soon as he sees her. Of course, Laura's furious because he's bringing up her her whole dead-ass family. Uh, because in his her whole family is dead because of his bloodline. So what Laura does instead of killing him is cut both of this man's hands off. Yes, queen. So then he can't use a weapon. And he, she sends him back to his dad as a message. Yes, queen. Right. So Castor catches up with Lore, and they have a discussion about what Dionysius said to her and what made her so angry. 
uh, after everything she told him earlier about how she didn't want to be a part of this world. And she's just obviously furious because Gil has lied to her and the gods have been manipulating her more than she thought. And she mm-hmm. tells Castor that she wants Wrath to suffer um, and she wants him afraid and she wants to be the one to kill him. Yes! Yeah, I'm like, okay. Get him! Girl boss. <laughs> just some girl boss. Hey, girl boss. Hey, girly. You want to go help me kill this guy? <laughs> what an MLM this shit is. So, um, Castor tries to, like, comfort her, and Laura's just broken open because she's so distraught about learning this information, and she grabs his face and starts, like, making out with him because she's, like, trying to distract him. Hell yeah. That's one we way to do it. We love not dealing with our emotions. So, um, Castor eventually breaks it off and is like, you know, you can do that again, but, like, one is not trying to distract me, and... <laughs> Then, as they're talking, a drone comes down and explodes. So, that's fun. There's no rest here. Oh. (laughs) Does anyone get a bathroom break? (laughs) No. (laughs) Caster ends up getting pretty hurt by the explosion, so they bring him back to Laura's place, and Laura starts taking care of him. Um, Obviously, Apollo is the god of medicine, so he can heal heal people, including himself. So, that's also, like part of why they bring him back so then he can like rest and like heal himself mm-hmm. when they get back miles is away because he'd been called away to his internship <laughs> <laughs> listen we got bigger fucking fish to fry and so when he comes back uh lore overhears him and van talking van is kind of teasing miles because he was looking up greek mythology on wikipedia <laughs> me i, I literally too. thought of you when i was writing this note <laughs> So, Miles asks Van why a good number of hunters from his bloodline abandoned Castor um, and why he is so loyal to him. Van, why Van is so Mm -hmm. loyal to him. Um, Van then tells him that Castor is the only friend he's ever had. He tells Miles that he shouldn't feel sorry for him. It's just the way it is. And that unlike everyone else, Castor never looked down on him for not wanting to fight and actually for being like pretty bad at it. Which, honestly, mood, same. That would be me if I were in this universe. Um, You get the sense that Van really cares about him, and he's just trying to make sure he stays alive through this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And he definitely has some, like, survivor's guilt and PTSD from back when Castor had cancer, and his cancer had relapsed and came back. Um, We then find out that Castor kept coming to to training because of lore, um, because he didn't want to let her down. He always wanted to see her and wanted to follow her around and... Like a little lost puppy. How sweet. Right. And this is also when we find out that Van had a crush on Castor. And it was unrequited, obviously, since Castor is in love with Lore. And Miles says, hey, man, it's all good. As if you'd be the first guy with a secret crush. Mine was a high school quarterback who was so painfully straight, he was practically a pencil. Well, a pencil with bulging muscles and with the tendency to answer anything anyone ever said to him with, dude, (laughs) I love Miles. I love him. Miles is unmatched. He is. So we have, we of course have to be interrupted by this. Of course, this lovely moment has to be interrupted by a TV report of two girls, like little girls whose bodies were found stuffed into a statue oh, I don't with like the that. words, bring it back, painted onto the side. Oh, I of, don't like that. Yeah, on the side of it. 
this is obviously a message to Lore mm-hmm. about the Aegis. Mm-hmm. So they come up with a game plan that that Van's source is asking to meet up again, but he only wants to meet with Miles now. <laughs> Mood. I also would only want to meet with Miles. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that everyone else will be carrying out a weapons like run on the Cadmide's bloodline in the mm-hmm. morning at the shift change. And if the source doesn't have information on Wrath's location, that's when they'll start looking for Artemis because Castor is pretty insistent that they find Artemis. Mm-hmm. Um, so Laura and Athena then have this like really interesting conversation about why Athena has never guided women and that she's only had male heroes. And Laura asks her why, uh, why she did what she did to Medusa in the name of hubris. Mm-hmm. Athena's like, that's what you believe. Then she says, I gave her a, a power i transformed medusa so then she would have protection against everyone who tried to harm her she says that's what she's heard because that's what men has portrayed her as mm-hmm. through through art and through tales because they feared to meet the true gaze of a woman to witness a powerful storm that lives inside waiting um she was not defeated by her circumstances she was merely reborn as a being who stared back at the world unafraid oh um, i love that yeah, it's really good, especially just because if you know the the lore, <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> behind Medusa is like Athena found Poseidon raping Medusa in her temple and like took it out on Medusa. Like that's the, the story behind it. Mm-hmm. And so Alexander Bracken basically took this and like gave it a little spin. I kind of appreciate I that. I prefer the story. This is now canon. So... Athena then tells Laura that she's so angry and that she's felt it ever since she's laid eyes on Laura and that Laura's anger lies within herself and that she wants to know why that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Athena tells her that she's holding herself back from her potential and that she would have never pegged her as such a coward. Ooh. Shots are being fired here, let me tell you. Uh, she then accuses Castor of getting into her head and making her doubt her uh, sense of self and Lore knows and tells her that Lore knows what has to be done and that he doesn't even know how he came to possess his powers, which is why he's seeking out Artemis, even though he knows all she wants from him is his death because he killed her twin. <laughs> Lore says she doesn't want, uh, he doesn't want her to go too far and that he's trying to protect her. And then Athena comes back and says, are you not capable of determining your limit yourself? Why are you relying on his judgment over your own? Yes. Lore Girl says, boss shit. Lore says he's just trying to talk to me and like that her biggest fear is not only turning to a monster, but it's also being controlled. Mm-hmm. This is when we find out why her mother's bloodline and her are not on good terms. Okay. It turns out that while she was hiding out with them one night after dinner, her instructor, who is also the head of the bloodline now that Iroh's dad oh, no. has assumed power, told her to go to his office and wait for him there. No. He locks the door and, and told her that she couldn't continue her training and that she would serve only his needs. No. No, no. Gross. No. Gross. No, no. 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 At this moment, obviously, Lore kind of knows he has the upper hand here since she has no family left. And she realizes in that moment her entire future is in his hands. 
no, 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 no. He he, He pins her to the desk and obviously he's bigger and heavier than her. She luckily finds a letter opener and cuts herself as she pulls it out of the drawer and she stabs and kills him. Yes. So this is why knowing she was wrong about Gil kills her so much because she knew better after this whole experience and she let her guard down even after what happened with the instructor because she thought she was the one making choices. She thought she wouldn't have, uh, sorry, she thought he wouldn't be able to hurt her or control her like the men in the Agon mm-hmm. have tried to do. So yeah, that's just great. They suddenly then get a message from Miles with the same message repeating over and over again, help, 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 but he's not answering when they call him. So Van gets on it and starts typing and looking through surveillance cameras and street cameras trying to find him. And they find footage from a couple hours ago of Miles at Morningside Park where he just disappears. So they all are going out to find Miles and Lord types out a message to Iroh saying, I need your help. Come to Morningside Park to the pond ASAP. Morningside Park is for all of our listeners that are not from New York City. It's in it's in Manhattan, like way up. I think it's in Harlem. Yeah, it's like on the east side. Mm-hmm. So because even though Iroh doesn't want to be involved with their plan to overturn Wrath, they're still like friends. Once they get to the park, they realize that it is not Wrath who set this trap. Instead, it's Artemis. Of course it was. Of course. They find Miles in the middle of the pond, and he's not looking good, but they rescue him from near death, and Van gets him out of there while Lore, Castor, and Athena are left to fight Artemis. Artemis is obviously insanely distraught over Apollo's death and can't be talked to. They try to reason with her, but ultimately her own insistence on not accepting help from her brother's killer or anyone else leads to her own trap causing her death. Caster is pretty upset because he saw this as his only chance to find out how he got his powers, and now it is gone. Mm -hmm. So, all around, not good. As they're all in shock from seeing Artemis fall to her death in front of their eyes, Caster gets shot, and Lore sees the life drain out of his eyes. Oh, hell no! Exactly. Lore turns around fuming, trying to find out who was the one to do this, and sees Iroh standing on the bank of the pond. What the fuck? They did this because they need a god in their bloodline now that her father is dead and that she had hoped it would have been Athena or Artemis. Um, before she can even finish what she's saying, Laura throws a knife into the hunter's throat that killed Castor. And it's then that Iroh notices Lord didn't assume his power. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lore doesn't give two shits about this, though, and starts yeah. fighting Iroh, unleashing her anger on her. And as they're fighting... Does she give her the Castor- ultimate sunburn? Castor slowly rises from the water and orders the Odysseides to leave. So obviously not during the Agon. Gods can't die since they're immortal beings. Yeah. So this causes a lot of suspicion. Athena starts asking Castor if he really can't remember how he assumed his powers or if he's lying to them since it's a very convenient story. Yeah. Not to mention Artemis had made a comment before she died that his power felt different, that it, fe- it flowed through him. It was not born of him. Okay. Which, whatever that means. It's, but it's he didn't, different, he basically. But he didn't die? He didn't? No, he didn't end That's up dying. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So, Castor insists he does not remember how he assumed these powers, but Lore is not convinced and she doesn't believe him. So, mm-hmm. unbelievably hurt, Castor walks away from the two of them. And as Athena and Lore leaves, a sudden hit flood hits Manhattan. 
and it's so far up the island that they realize this isn't the rivers, it's a god. Yeah. Tidebringer isn't dead, she's alive, and she's helping Wrath. So they set out to find her. Could you imagine, like, hot... One second. Could you imagine a flood hitting Manhattan and just, like, underwater? It would be the Literally, next Atlantis. It's insane. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, the island is not that, like, far wide, so... Yeah, and, like, accessibility-wise, like, there, like, there was no way you would be able to evacuate anybody. Absolutely not. I think, I mean, 9-11 taught us nothing. It's <laughs> that uh, we have horrible evacuation skills yeah uh especially like speaking of 9-11 in evacuations my like how bad it is my dad worked in manhattan he used to work actually in the twin towers but this was like after or before the before 9-11 he had to walk home across the 59th street bridge it took him yep. three days or something like that to walk home and he just whenever we talk about it he always says he just remembers looking around and just seeing a mass of people like abandoned cars and shit just on the highway walking home yep Yep. like that's insane because we suck at like evacuation like we're on an island yeah but they they have not planned for that (laughs) horrible so they obviously are going to find her Mm -hmm. and they find her they find her in the cadmite's compound chained up and they ask her why she's serving wrath and why she brought this flood on and after they release her, she says that she serves no master, only herself, which, like, queen shit. Yes. And that the Cadmides stormed her at the awakening of the Augon, and that they brought her there with a choice of comply or die. So she decided it was better to comply and find out what Wrath's plans were, and then seek revenge during the next cycle. Which, honestly, this girl's got... That's a, that's a good plan. Yeah. So she says that Wrath doesn't see himself as needing to be the last the last god but the one who will bring about the end of the Augon. Mm-hmm. he thinks he'll usher in the new age once his divinity is permanent and he has access to his full powers because once they the hunters take this like assume the powers they don't have like the full being because they're still on earth mm-hmm. zeus has still cursed them and they can still be hunted and their powers taken away mm-hmm. so what they're all trying to do during this Augon and otherwise during the not Augon, they're trying to figure out how to end this fucking thing. Yeah. So we also find out that Wrath already knows the full poem and that he needs lore to wield the Aegeus or give the Aegeus to him since only a mortal from the Perseus bloodline can do so. Because he also thinks the Aegeus can call Zeus down. So mm-hmm. that's another reason why he wants it. While... They're talking. One of the guards, Lord refused to kill, comes to and starts looking for them. So Athena angrily goes to deal with him. And this is when Tidebringer asks her why she's working with Athena and that she's been looking her for the past looking for her for the past seven years to warn her that Hermes saw something she did and told Athena about it. Before Tidebringer can say what Athena had learned, Athena shoots her and says, he told me everything. Um, so Athena's really the bad guy. So hold on a second. We're getting to the good part. We then get a flashback of Laura on the night of the last Augon. Her parents tell her that when they get back from this last night, they're leaving and not coming back. They're done with this shit. They're Hell done with yeah. the Augon. They're done with the hunters. 
Laura is obviously super sad about upset about this because she's trained her whole life for this. She thought she was going to be the way to bring back her bloodline's honor. Mm-hmm. And now her parents are just running away from it. Yeah. She's also, again, she's 10. So, like, that's definitely how a 10-year-old thinks. Yeah. So she decides she's going to sneak out and steal the AGS back from the Cadmites because ever since her dad refused to sell Laura into child marriage, they've been extra horrible. So fuck them. <laughs> Then Lore, as a whole-ass 10-year-old child, sneaks into their heavily guarded vault and actually steals it. She actually manages to get this fucking shield. Like a goddamn boss. But wait, how? The, this but the, is a flashback? Or is she remembering Yeah, this is a flashback. It? Okay. But when she gets out with it, she starts panicking about the repercussions of this and how it'll affect her family because obviously the Cadmides are like a huge, powerful family. Mm-hmm. And... She really thinks she should, like, take it back, but it was never really the Cadmines to begin with, and, like, ultimately, she decides she needs to fix this, fix this and make it right. Mm-hmm. So that's what Hermes saw Lore do, and then turned, told Athena about it. So it turns out that Athena, obviously, this is her shield. She's obsessed with it. Yeah. It turns out Athena, enraged that a child had her shield, went into her home, tortured and killed her Sisters and parents, not the Cadmides. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So it, it was, was Athena a, this whole and time. And it was this specific Athena? It wasn't like a, another like one that killed her and then retained her power? Like it was this specific No, Athena. no, no. Athena, Artemis, and Hermes at the beginning of this were the only originals left. Okay. Oh, shit. So it's it's her. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. That and shit's not diluted either from moving from person to person. That is OG juice running through her veins. Literally, in the chapter is like super gruesome. Like, obviously, I'm not gonna get into detail into it, but you like, can tell they me later. really tell you what she does. It's horrible. Um, and Hermes or Gil only helped her out as much as he did because of the guilt he felt in, from indirectly causing her family's murder. Mm-hmm. Athena has set up this whole scheme to trick Lauren into leading her to the Aegis, and she got Artemis in on it and had orchestrated this whole entire thing. Lore, horrified at what she's played into, decides that she's going to take control and end this. So she slams her dagger into herself because of the blood oath. Yeah. But of course the blood oath isn't real either. Ah! So so Lore's bleeding out, which isn't going to work for Athena because obviously she wants this shield. She's obsessed with it. Um, And she starts like running through the options in her head. She's like, I'll first cast her to heal her. Um, but Lord tries to crawl away um, towards Athena's spear, which really enrages her and causes Athena to drag her down the tunnel, further injuring Lore. Athena ends up leaving Lore there to die, and she suddenly, as she th- suddenly thinks of another way to get the Aegis and win the Aegon. Mm-hmm. So Lore then passes out. Um, when she finally comes to, she realizes that Castor found her ice cold and barely alive. Of course, Castor blames himself for leaving her alone with her athena and feels guilty but lord tells him that this was on her because athena targeted her for taking the aegis castor tells her that they found her through find my friends on miles's phone yes <laughs> i love it oh my that's god that's really how i find you my co- my old college roommate did that to me once scared the ever-loving shit out of me <laughs> well it saves the day what can i say yeah listen so that's how you find Cast- your friends dead bodies that's right 
As Castor and Laura make it out of the tunnel that she's in, Laura tells Castor that she did, in fact, steal the Aegeus, um, but she didn't put it back. She buried it where they would never expect it, right outside of where she stole it from in a storm drain. She said, oops. <laughs> Literally. I made an oopsie. <laughs> Castor tells Laura that he also has not been totally honest either. He remembers, he remembers how he got his powers. Yeah, he <gasps> remembers Apollo coming in and he was like covered in blood. And so this 12-year-old kid with cancer who's bedridden asks if he needs any help. He saw something in Apollo that reminded him of him um, and that he looked sick. So Apollo asks for his name and asks why he offered him help. Castor tells him that he just looked like he needed rest. <laughs> and then that's all he remembers after that. Castor tells her that he wishes he was brave or strong, that he deserved this power, but he can't. To which Lore says he has nothing to prove to her. And Castor says, and I quote, I wanted to be worthy of you. I was born knowing how to do three things, how to breathe, how to dream, and how to love you. <laughs> yeah, to which they make out and be disgustingly cute. Nathan Scott who? Literally. I was, context, I've been watching One Tree Hill. We, my sister's been making her husband watch One Tree Hill. And As she should. And he's like into it. Like, really Good. into it. And we watch it sporadically, like, when they're here. So my he gave us a whole synopsis of where they are in the series. And I'm like, I'm so <laughs> proud of you for remembering all of that. And last night when we were watching it, season four, they get, like, really, like, sappy with Nathan and yeah. Haley. And yeah. their, like, phrase, always and forever. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, my God, that's so cute. And now I'm like, oh, my God, throw up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Mood. So that's what Nathan's got who. Right. So they go and get the Aegis out of where Laura stashed it in the storm drain. And when she pulls it out, they realize they don't know what Athena's plan is. In fact, Athena doesn't even know that Laura's alive. This ma- makes Laura use the shield to summon lightning. Um, Thor says, who? Literally. And she says, now she knows. <laughs> I'm like, okay, damn. So the all- girl boss shit. <laughs> Every time you say girl boss, just no fail. So funny. <laughs> So um, they all meet back up and regroup and have a very wholesome reunion. Iroh is there, to which instantly Lore is like, Mm-mm, what is this bitch doing here? <laughs> Fair enough. Iroh, Iroh says she's had a change of heart. And Mild tells Lore, it's true, she's been sharing supplies and info with them. To which I'm like, all right, I'll give you one more shot, but you're on thin fucking ice, girlfriend. <laughs> you are on thin. You are not part of the girlies. All right? <laughs> That's right. tier below, girl boss. You are not even a girly. You're exactly. like a hun. That's right. So the Cadmides have set their operations in the Waldorf Astoria, and the authorities are evacuating people into Grand Central. This was by design because there's a secret track beneath the hotel that moves between the hotel and Grand Central. This was used by um, FDR because he had polio. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. And I think it's called Track 61. I believe it's real. So you could look that up. That's true. There are some like closed off subways that are like blocked off, but you can still like go and hopefully you don't get hit by a car. Yeah. Go, go to the transit museum. That's a good one. Yeah. So whatever the Cadmides are playing, planning on using could be hidden on that track because I forgot to mention this when Athena and lore went to go find the Tidebringers as they're going into the hideout, Mm -hmm. they overhear some of the Cadmides talking about some secret like weapon that they have hmm. all right <clears throat> right 
that's not suspicious at all. Um, so they then come to the issue of not knowing when exactly this window of attack will help uh, happen, to which Iroh says, like, leave that to us. We'll take care of that. <laughs> we'll uh, cut them off right at the knees. And that, Iroh like gives... My- Favorite quote from WandaVision last night. The this is not well. This is a spoiler. Um, when Wanda turns to the twins and goes, "Boys, take care of the military. Mommy will be right back." And then she just flies that was the into best the sky. Line. Oh my that was god! The best line. Now that's some girl boss shit. If we're that's if we're talking about girl her. bosses, she is top tier girl boss. That's right. So Iroh gives them a bag of weapons and then goes off to figure out plans with her bloodline. Uh, hours later, Iroh confirms an attack has been planned for sunset tomorrow by the Cadmides. Therefore, Lord texts back to Iroh saying they'll be putting their plan into motion at noon. She just texts back, KK. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you're literally like planning a whole ass coup. KK. KK. So the plan is that Miles would run into Grand Central and yell fire effectively getting everyone out of there while Castor and Lore go underground to suss out what's going down there and hopefully stop Wrath once and for all. Van will be meeting up with Iroh and combining their two bloodlines, mm-hmm. combining forces to stop this all, to fight off the Cadmans. Oh God, it's like the Earth Nation and the yes, Water Nation coming literally. together to stop literally. the Fire Nation. Exactly. So um, as they're all saying their goodbyes... Badass motherfucker Miles decides that he very well may die, so he kisses Kisses Van. Van. Oh, yes! And then gets out of there. (laughs) We love it. I love it. And then then they all split off. Mm -hmm. We're getting real down to it. This is like the last 20 pages (laughs) of the book. Yeah, I was like, bitch, if you have 20 more pages. Listen, I don't hear it miss like three hour recording. (laughs) One time. (laughs) One time. Once Castor and Lore find their way down into the abandoned track, they find out the Cadmines have placed a bunch of their fighters down there. Eventually, Castor and Lore have split up while fighting them, and Lore sends one last text message before going further down the tracks in search of Wrath, saying that Castor was in trouble and that someone should probably help him out. And it's going to be Van, and Van dies, sacrificing Oof. himself for Castor, and then he kisses Castor as, like, his last... <laughs> Damn. Like, like, this is, like, Eponine... In Lamez, when she's like singing in Marius's arms. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I like this theory. Um, so so that means it doesn't event- happen because you just acknowledged it. But whatever. <laughs> she eventually sneaks up on Balin and Wrath, arguing. It's revealed that Athena has joined up with Wrath, and that Balin is trying to reason with him, saying that he does not need her, and that she's tricking him, obviously, and that she's going to stab him in the back. As she should. Right. Because men aren't shit. Men are stupid. Boys are stupid. We don't need them. (laughs) Obviously, since Wrath is a narcissist and Athena knows how to stroke egos, this enrages him and he slits Balan's throat and he dies. His own son. So that's great. Well, shit. I mean, he did kill his whole bloodline, didn't he? So. No, that was Dionysius. Oh, If he killed his whole bloodline, who would be his lackeys? Fair enough. So, um, it's after this that he reveals that he knows Lore is there. They launch into a fight where Lore slices Wrath's forearm clean off. Hell yeah! I know, I was like, damn, okay girl. Like Bucky Barnes? Sorry, I keep doing (laughs) this. 
but yes. Which arm obviously was it? Obviously, since obviously since he's pretty injured, she turns to Athena and says, "Hey, may as well take him out since he's your competition." This is when Athena reveals that their plan is to eradicate the world and start over because they think that's what the new the new lines of the Aegeus has instructed them to do. No, it didn't. Literally, <laughs> this is what. This is when we find out that the weapon that they have stored down there is Greek fire, a.k.a. sea fire. And that's how they're planning on doing it. Um, Greek fire can't be put out by water. So um, keep that in mind. So No? Yeah. No. So Laura's like, okay, well, if I blow it up now, both of you die too. So um, that's really not deterring me from this all. <laughs> But of course, Rass says, well, if you do that, you won't be able to save your friends from the explosion that's going to go up off above us. Okay, so then we'll chill in heaven. Like, (laughs) it'll be a grand ass time. These motherfuckers are so hardcore that they're willing to sacrifice some of their own people to do this. Like, what kind of Gail Hawthorne kind of shit is this? (laughs) I'm appalled. What kind of U.S. government is this? <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> That's when Lore figures out the actual meaning of the lines from the, the new lines, a fate worse than death. Athena has been so obsessed with the Aegis, the one thing worse than death for Athena would be to destroy that shield. As she's convincing Athena t- um, of this, Wrath throws a blade with Hydra's Poison, TM, Marvel. TM, 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 TM. Oh my God, Bucky Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when you said Bucky, I was like, hmm, just you wait a couple and she, more he's throwing it out of shield. Captain Rogers. Hello. <laughs> Anything can be connected back to Marvel if you try. Just saying. And so he throws it and desperate to end this. I think he throws it at Athena. It's kind of a little unclear to me because I'm a horrible reader. But it seems like he throws it at Athena and that Lord, who's desperate to end this whole thing, like steps into its path. Because um, she can't kill Wrath because he's a god. And also, like, she does not want to assume those powers. Yeah. So. so this sets off a battle between the two gods since Wrath isn't following their plan because Athena needs Lord to give her the shield since she's the only living mortal of that bloodline left. Mm. Athena, clearly more skilled than Wrath, kills him. <laughs> And rushes over to Lore, asking how she can fix this. She realizes there's only one way, letting Lore kill her and Lore assuming her power. Mm-hmm. Together, they plunge the dagger through her heart, and Lore assumes her power. When Lore wakes up, she sees the Greek fire raging and realizes she needs to put it out or it's going to spread throughout the whole city. Mm-hmm. The only way to put out Greek fire is by smothering it with dirt. So she starts making the tunnel cave in and almost buries herself alive in the process. And if it wasn't for Castor, who had finally caught up uh, stopping her, she would have done it. (laughs) They catch up with the others who have escaped this mess relatively unscathed. Iroh explains that once the Cadmides had discovered the sea fire and that they had been locked in with them, they started being real cooperative. (laughs) Later on, Lauren Castor are taking a moment to come to realize that what must have happened with Apollo and Castor is that he willingly gave up his life for Castor like Athena did with Lore and they didn't end up dying. In fact, they ended up ascending up to to Zeus. Mm -hmm. So they kind of won the Argon in that way. Yeah. And that's why their powers are like different. 
them. Right. They've okay. assumed they're like full being. Okay. Um, so then they talk about how they're scared of forever and that they're scared of leaving their loved ones behind. So Laura says a prayer to Zeus to let them go. And Zeus, choosing to do something right in his life for once, <laughs> takes their immortality away, leaving them to be mortals like they wanted. And that's the end. Wow. I know. I'm surprised this wasn't a trilogy, but I guess since it was 500 pages. Right. <laughs> I I don't know if she could have spread it up into two. It would have kind of knocked some of the wind out of the sails. Might have gotten some, like, unnecessary parts. Because I feel like everything I had to write down. <laughs> I had so yeah. many tabs in this. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was really good. Yeah, it was interesting. I've never read a Greek story like this before so i enjoyed it immensely mm-hmm. well that was fantastic again we have no army hammer update oh i know i want more <laughs> come out from hiding i i need like this is like a fix now like i'm addicted to this i need to know i when he gets if he gets arrested you know my ass is going to be glued to court tv i know like as you should be as i should be well you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bookaholics Pod, and you can find me on Twitter at HBI Cheska and on Instagram at Francesca Hope. And where can they find you? You can find me on Goodreads Alicia Reads 13 or on Storygraph Alicia Reads. And we'll see you for the next one. 